1: So, your next host, Curtis Slewa, and in honor of his ongoing foul skin condition, the always amazing Chris Libertini put together the following piece.
2: Yeah, it's true. You're itchy all the time. I'm in the midst of my scratchathon now. Where was that procured from by our imaging director, that Weisenheimer, Chris Libertini? So in the
1: amazing, iconic television show, The Simpsons, there is a show within the show, a cartoon, that the kids on that show watch, and it's called Itchy and Scratchy. And it's a cat and a mouse who constantly go at each other. And it's kind of like Tom and Jerry, but a lot more violent, much more violent and Graphic. You mean much more like me, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. But so, you wouldn't like the the cat ever having anything happen to them. The, the mouse, I guess, you'd be okay with.
2: No, but... no, no, no. Because uh, you know, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, would be oh, afraid of mice. All oh, right, oh. he doesn't like rats. But anyway, now, let me let me hammer you down on this because you're making fun of me, aren't you? And and in, in a hillbilly sort of way, you're making fun of me because I'm still scratching up a storm, even though I'm on like. Ten ounces of prednisone, which are all raw steroids. That is a yeah. That's a rough. Steroid. I could go outside and lift up a Volkswagen Beetle over my head now. I better watch out for you then. Now that you're all roided up, but nothing, nothing seems to be working. It is driving me absolutely crazy. And then that that Sid Rosenberg, who said I had scabies. Now people, when they want meetings with me, they say, "Could we zoom it?" Yeah. In fact, tonight I had a Ronald Reagan Club meeting in Astoria. They canceled it. I said, you cancel it because of the weather? Well, not really, to be honest with you. Nobody really wanted to be in an enclosed facility at the Veterans of Foreign War Lodge with you in there. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Look, it's like... uh...
1: Your persona non grata, you're a person of no consequence because of this itchiness that you're dealing with. But
2: this is itchy and scratchy, right? Itchy and scratchy. The
1: characters in the show are itchy and scratchy, and since you are a lover of animals...
2: What are you you laughing at, Justin (laughs) Alec? That's not funny. Everybody thinks it's funny that I'm itching and scratching all day around here. Well, anyway, this ain't scratch and sniff, and it ain't scratch off cards. You ain't winning no money, and you ain't making no points with me, but... Back to, uh, you see, you do anything to digress, (laughs) to divert from the homework that I've given you to hammer the city of New York to Mm -hmm. come up with some answers. Thrive. Eric Adams repurposed it. They called it a different name. They house it in City Hall. We've been in this dance with them for about a week. What is their budget? What is their budget? They can't even give us a number for a budget. You're talking about the, specifically for Thrive. Yeah, well, the the repurposed Thrive, a uh, uh, community health of New York City. You know, they, they have this acronym that if you try to put it on a shirt, you need to wear two shirts to be able to read all the words. Well, yeah, I mean, the response that we eventually got from City Hall was
1: that they have these new investments they're making. Yeah. On top of whatever. Yeah, that's no so we didn't really get the exact
2: answer. So today, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, wearing one of his $5,000 customized suits that he now claims anyone could- criticizing him for that as a racist did that on martin luther king day of all days uh he's releasing his budget today at four o'clock big press conference you know oh he's going to take off-topic questions oh mr big stuff who does he think he is can we monitor that press conference because maybe from this new budget we can actually get how many millions of dollars are being wasted on a program that doesn't exist that's been repurposed renamed by eric adams for his friend, comrade Bill de Blasio, because this is all like a shell game. It's all like a shell game. And then the other question I ask you, from DCPI, from the police department of New York, who will not work with ICE, even when it comes to the terrorist watch list that has two million names on it. What was their feeble response to you? I mean, it was feeble.
1: Well, let's see. So I asked the police department regarding the terrorist watch list. Uh, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE maintains that terror watch list, and there are apparently 2 million people on that list right You're now. You're damn right. So I said, does the NYPD work with ICE to vet and determine if anyone on that terror watch list is in New York City? Uh, the response that I got was, the NYPD does not conduct civil immigration enforcement and will only honor immigration detainers Under the following circumstances, ICE presents a warrant issued by a federal judge establishing there is a probable cause to take the person into custody and the person has been convicted of a violent or serious crime within five years of the arrest. Oh, my God. Or if there's a possible match on the terrorist watch list.
2: If there's a possible match. Why aren't they preemptive? They have photo recognition technology, the NYPD, that we pay millions of dollars for. I don't think you can use that. Oh, yes, they can. They use it on me and those freaking drones all the time every time I have a rally against these immigration camps. So you know what? You haven't done your work. Four o'clock today, I want you to analyze Mayor Eric Adams' press conference about his brand new budget and see exactly what... Thrive is now called, and how much they're ripping the taxpayers off of, because they're certainly not spending the money on those who are emotionally disturbed. You got that, James Lippin? All right, I guess. I mean, I'd rather watch itchy and scratchy cartoons. But bet i bet you would. And stop laughing, Justin Ellick. It's not fun.
0: I see. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Reed! Check this out. This is the Riff and Reed featuring Curtis Leewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Leewa. This is the Riff and Reed. <laughs>
2: Classic. Chambers Brothers. Time has come today. Oh, yeah, and the time is here. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. If you can, let's fade out from the Chambers Brothers, wrong way, Luafino. And let's go to the battle cry of Eric Adams ever since he was sworn into office for the very first time as state senator from Crown Heights. And uh, bedside do or die when he took to the bully pulpit of the state Senate swell in front of family and friends, reporters, his fellow crooked colleagues, both Democrat and Republican up in uh, Albany, and mostly the lobbyists who were salivating to hear a elected official openly beg to be wine dined in pocket lined. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So the news was that so far, Frank Caron, the crooked bag man who has raised money for Eric Adams to run for mayor and became his chief of staff for a year only to leave to become the biggest lobbyist in New York City so that if you want business in New York City, you got to go through Frank Caron, the crooked one, the bag man for the Eric Adams administration or you don't even get to first base. So now they announce, because Frank Corone is collecting money, for Eric Adams' legal defense fund, $650,000. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So we want to know who it is that's ponying up upwards of $5,000 contribution to his legal defense fund because the U.S. attorney is moving in on the corruption of Eric Adams. His trips to Turkey, seven. Who the hell goes to Turkey seven times? Not even people whose uh, country of origin is Turkey go to Turkey seven times to carry the loot here, Erdogan's loot, everyone knows that. And also through companies uh, of Turkish origin who are doing business in Brooklyn who gave them illegal campaign contributions. And so the walls are closing in. So Frank Caron, crooked as he is, he's like a character right out of Goodfellas, if you look at him, who uh, actually reps the dictator of Azerbaijani. God only knows how much money he carries back from Azerbaijani and dealing with other crooked world leaders. I mean, this guy is just crooked right down to the marrow of his bone. I've known him for years. And now do you think... If you're going to do business with the Eric Adams administration, and all roads lead to Frank Caron's lobbying firm, you know what he's telling you. You know the mayor would look upon your uh, your offer very very fondly if you were to make a donation to his legal defense fund. You scratch our bellies, we'll scratch yours. Despicable, corrupt. And then yesterday, from his bully pulpit at the National Action uh, Network. Outslim Shady Sharpton declared that it was absolutely racist for the New York Times or people like myself who have been hammering Eric Adams for years to suggest that he cannot afford the wardrobe that has been seen in the back of the Chevy Suburban that we've purchased simply to carry around his massive allotment of clothes. And we're not talking uh, from uh, men's uh, wholesale Outlet. But we're talking about customized, everything customized. And if you open up the back of this one Chevy Suburban, $95,000 we paid for that, all tricked out. Big rims, tinted glass. He's got the suit jackets. He's got the pants. It's like a scene right out of Casino. Remember when Robert De Niro is sitting there at his desk and he's got his pants on his side. He's got his huge wardrobe. That's what Eric Adams is. And so the New York Times asked simple questions: How does a man making two hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars as mayor of the city of New York afford fifty customized suits, each of them probably probably cost about five thousand? They went to his uh, tailor, who owns a haberdashery shop on Madison Avenue, by the way, who is Turkish, who says yes, the mayor does come in and they work on customizing his wardrobe. Uh, But he wouldn't say if the mayor pays or not. To me, that smells of corruption. And then all of a sudden he says it's racist. It's racist. But Eric Adams, the only color that he recognizes is the color green. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So, Justin Ellick, I'm with snapper. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to get out the 1957 movie Bo James. It's about Jimmy Walker, who was uh, a white Irish mayor back uh, about 1930. And you will see that his life is comparable to Eric Adams. Here's a guy who himself had 50 customized suits. Uh, he was all decked out. People asked, how could he afford that as mayor of the city of New York? It was Bob Hope in the movie. He really did an excellent job. And he was part of the Tammany Hall machine as Eric Adams is part of the corrupt Kings County Democratic machine of Frank Caron. So the the similarities are there other than the color. Jimmy Walker, white Irish guy, white Irish Catholic. Eric Adams, black mayor. Jimmy Walker was forced to resign during a corruption scandal in which he was getting large sums of money cash and then giving out municipal contracts uh, to his supporters. Again, in that era, you say contract, I say kickback. Eric Adams is now being investigated almost, almost similarly in the fact that friends of Eric Adams have been given Incredible numbers of contracts, especially with this uh, whole illegal alien issue. When he hides the fact that through the Executive Emergencies Act, he has issued billions of dollars worth of contracts to his friends and supporters. Uh, Information is redacted, as my wife Nancy has discovered, and there is no bidding process. No bidding process at all. Basically, it's a my way or the highway. And it's a pretty good chance that Eric Adams himself may be forced out of office because of his corruptive ways. He might be indicted. He might decide to do a Trump and say, go ahead, indict me, Damian Williams, U.S. attorney for the Southern District. I don't have to leave office. My complexion is my protection. But can you imagine on a day when people were citing the achievements of African-Americans in politics, Barack Obama, Cory Booker. By the way, Justin Ellis. has Cory Booker found another boo, uh, another uh, beard? No. Uh, Eric Adams himself. Tish James, Attorney General of New York State. The uh, public advocate, Jumani Williams. The Speaker of the City Council, another Adams, no relationship to Eric Adams. Some of our key leaders are African American. And from two of them, we heard that, oh, it's racist, the accusations made against Eric Adam, and how is he funding his wardrobe? We know how he's funding his wardrobe. He ain't paying for it himself, and he doesn't pay for any meals at any restaurants, like at Osteria, which are owned by the two felon brothers, the Petrosians, who give him everything for free. Everything. And then, of course, down in Atlanta, Fulton County, Fannie Willis. D.A. elected by the folks in Fulton County court, taking care of her paramour, Nathan Wade, who never prosecuted a case, made him the special prosecutor in the RICO Conspiracy Act against Donald Trump, Michael Mbadi, Rudy Giuliani and others. And now she's claiming it's racist. You can't have it both ways. You can't per person, per capita, actually be in positions of political power more than your percentage of the population, African-Americans. And then all of a sudden, when you become the target for an investigation or the suggestion of corruption, suddenly hide behind your complexion, which is your protection, and declare that it's racist.
0: It's the Rip and Read. about. Oh. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Here I was at the immigration scene. Stopped by the immigration man, said he doesn't know it began.
2: Let me in, let me in, the immigration man. Can
0: I cross the line and pray? I can stay another day.
2: Well, oh, so you don't have to worry in. about staying another day. That was the classic Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young song, song. Probably still played by many of the hippies of the 60s who live in Park Slope and their children who have become uh, the uh, hipsters, millennials. Or like so many have flood into that area. That area of Park Slope used to be a high crime area. I know it's hard to imagine Justin Ellick. But you had Puerto Ricans, you had Irish, and then you had the Italians in Carroll Gardens' battle. That was a pretty tough area. Now, oh boy. It's hipster, millennial heaven. It's the home of the epicenter of socialism in Brooklyn. It's the People's Republic of Park Slope. The elected officials are socialist, liberal, progressive, with a D after their name, simply to occupy a spot in the Democratic Party. And the reason that I mention all of this is because so many times people shout, holler, yell, and never come up with solutions. I think we're at a point uh, over Floyd Bennett Field that all sides on this issue, except for the mayor, the mayor's obstinate, he is uh, omnipotent, pretentious, he thinks he knows it all. He doesn't. He knows nothing about tents and tent life. Remember, Going back over a year in October of 2022, he put up a tent in the parking lot of the Orchard Beach uh, area. Even AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialists of America, that's her congressional district in the Bronx, said it's a flood zone. It won't work. Oh, no, Eric Adams, put it up. It cost us a few million dollars. First rain, flooded, he had to take it down. Likewise, he then went to Randall's Island with a scaled-down tent, chose an area that was a floodplain. And, again, they had a few guys from the Sudan who came but the first bad weather, and they had to take that tent down. So he didn't, he didn't learn from his past mistakes. No, he went for the grand prize, which was to put four tents on runway 19 in Floyd Bennett Field a federal park where you're not supposed to be housing any people. It happens in no federal park anywhere in the United States or in the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico or in any of the other areas that are part of this great land of America. Nothing except employed men in field, and it was doomed to fail. Everybody on both sides of the issue, whether you are on my side of the issue and you want to send the migrants back, Or you're on the side, uh, like the liberals, the progressives, and the socialists, where you not only want more migrants coming in, but you want to bring them in from Gaza. Even if they have Hamas tattooed to their forehead, you want to bring them in from Gaza. Okay. So we've had the floods. We've had the bad weather. We've had the heavy rains and wind. You had snow yesterday overnight. And the threat is, if you read the Farmer's Almanac, uh, A listener kindly sent me a hard copy of the Farmers' Almanac. We're going to get clobbered with some pretty heavy weather. Hadn't been 700 days since we had snow. We're expecting more. And the worst part of it is the frigid cold. The mostly Venezuelans cannot handle the frigid cold. In fact, I had made the suggestion that if Eric Adams had any intelligence, he would have went to the encampment on runway 19 and offered one-way tickets back to Caracas, Venezuela, from nearby JFK, charter a few uh, jumbo jets, and they would they would be more than happy to go back. They don't know how to handle this cold. W- rain, yes. Other inclement uh, situations, yes. The cold, no. The Arctic freeze, no. And we're going to have more of that probably until uh, the end of March. Uh, and then April, the spring comes, and then a complete disaster if they're still there. Look, they're in the neighborhood. They're blocking traffic as they're begging for money. They're going door to door. They're going into people's backyards. They've been caught in King's Plaza on Flatbush and Avenue U going in and shoplifting. A woman will go in with a baby carriage, the baby on top, grab whatever she can, stuff it underneath and walk out the door. They've learned the American way. And they've learned from slip and fall lawyers who have posted themselves in the area that if you take a dive in front of a moving car... And you play like your flipper out of water, like a dolphin out of water. You flop around. You ask the person five hundred dollars. You have it on your cell phone, five hundred dollars, and I'll go away. That it's either that, or then you get involved in a what we call the troika, the trinity, the trifecta that the Russians had perfected when they came here years ago. That you get a payout. Lawyer gets a payout. Chiropractor, a doctor gets a payout, and the steerer gets a payout. So that's taking place there. But this is the opportunity to send them back now under the under the cover of the fact that they can't deal with this weather. But I'm more, Justin Alec, believe it or not, I'm more on the, uh, the feeling here is that we're not going to be able to send them back to their country of origin. Most of them, maybe we can some, but not most. They've been given uh, immigration court dates that sometimes are five, seven years in the distance. Many of them will slip through the cracks. Many of them will marry an American. Many of them will have babies here, anchor babies. And then, yeah, you try to get them back. It ain't going to happen. So I have picked a location that I think many people agree with. When you have organizations like the Coalition for the Homeless and you have legal aid saying that we need to remove the women and the children from the tent because it's inhumane, it's in a flood zone, you can't house women and children in tents, I concur with them, even though we disagree on almost everything else. The only one standing in the way is the Eric Adams administration. Well, let me uh, choose this, Justin. I'm sure you were in the area or wrong way, uh, Lou Rafino. If you ever hit that armory, that Park Slope armory, right on uh, 8th Avenue and 15th Street, I mean, it's right in the land of socialism liberalism, and progressism, Progressive. 140,000 feet, 140,000 feet. In 2012, the Park Slope Armory was transformed into a Hurricane Sandy shelter for families who were displaced from their homes. The city also sought out volunteers from the community to help their families and didn't have to issue expensive contracts. They want migrants in that neighborhood. At least they say they want it. After the Park Slope Armory was turned into a woman's homeless shelter for only 70 homeless women. In 2013, the shelter expanded to have 100 beds for homeless women. They just wanted to increase it by 30. Guess what? In 2017, the compassionate progressives in Park Slope we're concerned about the homeless women, quote, behavior in regards to crime in the area as a result of this woman's shelter. They only had 100. Some of them were Micah, which means they were emotionally disturbed. So the same people who represent and live in this area, including the city councilwoman, Hanif, who wants more illegal aliens coming in, especially from the Gaza. She wants more. His Congressman Dan Goldman, his controller Brad Lander, they're all from that area. They want more. And right down the block at 7th Avenue and 11th Street, that would disgraziata that Shonda, and I hope he wasn't at Joe Esposito's funeral mass today at St. Patrick's, because when Bill de Blasio, the part time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, was in office for eight years, he had as the head of his uh, uh, OEM, Office of Emergency Management, Joe Esposito, and fired him. Because of the lack of snow removal, which was the fault of his sanitation commissioner, who wasn't ready for primetime, Kathy Garcia, he blamed Joe instead of blaming her. And her lack of knowledge about the sanitation department, how they removed snow, it was seven inches, oh, all of a sudden, who gets blamed? Joe Esposito. Eventually, he gets fired. What a double u But think about it. Here are these bourgeois progressives who lecture the New York City middle class, blue-collar, working class, about how they need to be more sensitive to the migrant population. They lecture us. They say we're over the top, that we are we are xenophobes, that we're racist. But what about this? Are the progressives housing these illegal aliens in their own communities? I'm going to do a deep dive and expose them, because they're not doing it in Park Slope. It seems like the New York City uh, progressives, the socialists, are fine with taking over a high school like was done in Madison to house the illegals because they thought that the tents would collapse from the high winds the other night. We're going to have more of that weather. The next high school slated uh, to be a depository if this happens again is Lafayette and after that, Midwood. So why not? Why not send them where they're wanted? In a brick-and-mortar facility, the Park Slope Armory, 140,000 feet, which right now houses a YMCA. Pool, playing volleyball, they're playing basketball. All the bourgeois have it as a YMCA. Hey, by the way, tomorrow when Nancy, my wife, joins us for the deep dive, whatever happened to the homeless women that were housed there, the 100 homeless women? It appears to me... Uh, The very sensitive uh, liberals, progressives, and socialists who declare themselves to be Democrats remove them from that armory. Whatever happened to them? And then, of course, there's the whiny mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Could, Could I hear him on with Sid as he was moaning and groaning, nothing I can do? My hands, I'm handcuffed. The law. the law. the law. I got no balls. I've lost my manhood. I'm a wuss. What stops you from turning these buses around and bussing out people? Getting them out of here. Yeah, different laws in the state. Uh, laws that were put in place long before I became mayor. Uh, you know, those laws restrict me from turning over those who commit serious crimes to ICE. The laws don't allow me to do that. Uh, the Lord does not allow me to stop the buses. I cannot stand at the foot of the uh, Lincoln or Holland Tunnel and say no, a bus can't come in. You're so full of bull feathers, Eric. You just you just can't be a man and stand up for the city of New York that unfortunately elected you and not me. Look, I'm, I'm the mayor in exile, like Napoleon on the island of Elba. This is ridiculous. And then the greatest mayor that we ever had in our lifetime here in New York City, Rudy Giuliani, Michael Chich responded to that same question from Sid Rosenberg earlier today. Rudy Giuliani, if that. you were mayor, would you bust these people out of here, yes or no? First bus. First bus <laughs> would go, my, my first bus would go to the czar, Vice President Harris. She's got, you can't imagine how much property she's got at the Naval Observatory. Uh, it, it's just as big as... as uh, one of of the places we have, we could just substitute Floyd Bennett Field and we put it on the Naval Observatory. (laughs) I mean, there it is. Look at the juxtaposition. Rudy said, first bus I'd see, boom, I'd send it back to D.C. Eric Adams, oh, I can't, I can't, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Man, he has become a capon, a castrated rooster. He is like a gelding, a castrated stallion. He's lost his manhood. And now, some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news, WABC. You know, I always let you know ahead of time, there's a new scam being perpetuated by these Venezuelan gangs. They are young men and young women. They are going to the parking lots of Home Depot's. And they're not like some of the others, uh, illegals, who are there for day labor. and They've been there for years, mostly not causing trou- trouble. But they're specifically here, the Venezuelans, the men and women, to approach you as you're coming out of Home Depot with your carriage, with your shopping cart. And they almost insist that they want to carry the items you've purchased to your car. And it's almost like they're shaking you down and they want a donation. They want a donation. They, they have it on their cell phone. Donation, donation, I need food. You know, they show it to you. It's in English. Meantime, they go up to women especially who might have children with them. Very intimidating. At BJ's in the Bronx Terminal, they were outside trying to convince everyone to go in and buy them goods. Meantime, they had a car. Where the hell did they get the car from? And they were doing it all day. They had a car stuffed with goods. They're telling other customers at the center that they've just arrived and they were looking for jobs. It's a freaking scam. And they're doing it boldly and brazenly in the parking lots of Home Depot and BJ's Wholesale Outlet. And the cops are told to do nothing. Nothing. So there, Eric Adams, there are your friends, the illegal aliens, the Venezuelans that I warned you about. They're great businessmen and businesswomen, but they also make great gangbangers and organized criminals. And they're starting to learn you can do anything in New York City and get away with it.
0: Check this out. It's The Riffin' and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: Talking about
0: This is The Riffin' and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
2: The good, the bad, and the ugly theme. You remember those great Clint Eastwood Western movies? Well, it's high noon at City Hall, and so far, the mayor, who acts like he's a tough guy, is one-on-one with Jumani Williams, a public advocate, a position uh, of no significance because you just use the monies from your office to run for higher office. And it's clear that Jumani Williams now senses the weakness of Eric Adams, that he can't even uh, roll back uh, a bill that was passed, a veto-proof majority, two bills. One that would require the police to write down everything, every contact with every citizen, no matter how insignificant. Got to write it down in their cell phones, which means they'll never be picking up their head again to look about for what's happening in the streets or in the subways or in the parks. Number two, the city council with a veto-proof majority, uh, led by uh, Jumani Williams, public advocate, friend of the the criminals, has uh, passed a bill that would eliminate from Rikers Island the solitary confinement or putting some guy in a bing. So for instance, uh, just imagine this, Justin Alec, like half the correctional officers now are women, women of color, mostly black and Hispanic. You got inmates who are men of color, pulling their schlongs out, masturbating in front of them and grabbing their butts. And these women have no recourse. The city council, who claims that they're against sexism, misogyny, and, you know, men preying on women, have no interest whatsoever in protecting the female correctional officers. Because normally you do that, you'd be thrown in the Bing solitary confinement. Instead, city council would say, give them a timeout. Four hours, give them a timeout, and then release them back into the general population to molest them again and masturbate in front of them. And... That's not even the most aggressive measures they've taken against female correctional officers and male correctional officers. Well, now the clock is ticking. Could I hear the ticking? Uh, The mayor, who's got no balls, has said that he's thinking of vetoing both those pieces of legislation, right? Vetoing. And he fired a warning shot at Jumani Williams by claiming, hey, You're a guy who lives in Fort Hamilton, the most protected of all people in New York City. To be able to advocate to erode the ability of police to do protection when you have an entire army protecting your family and you drive around with police protection. Um, And I don't know when the last time he was on the subway system. Oh, he grew a pair there. You see, Justin, he called him out. But but this guy, Jumani Williams, he's not afraid of this mayor, again, who's like a capon, a castrated rooster. He did a press conference right in Fort Hamilton, right in the military base where he lives, in a house with his wife and kids. And he fired back and he said exactly what I've been saying ever since I ran against Eric Adams. It's absurd. I I will say I live in Brooklyn with my wife and kids, and my understanding the mayor lives in New Jersey with his girlfriend. So it's uh, funny for him to... I'll try to say something like that to me. You're right, Jumani. He lives in Fort Lee, apartment twenty two H. I've been there many times. But now, if you notice, Jumani Williams is getting feisty because as the clock is ticking, the mayor has until this Friday, January nineteenth, to veto both bills. Right now, Jumani Williams is leading the city council. Eric Adams can't even pick off one or two city council men or women or transgender or whatever to prevent a veto proof majority from overriding, uh, overriding his veto. How weak, how feckless, how incapable of being an administrator, sitting down with a councilman or councilwoman and determining, hey, what does your district need? What can I do for you? To get you to change your vote. So, the clock is ticking. Friday, the 19th. If this mayor does not veto this legislation, passed with a veto proof majority in the city council under the leadership of public advocate Jumani Williams, who hates the cops and wants to close the prisons, then he needs to step aside. So, come on, Eric Adams. I know you're listening down at City Hall. Get out your veto antifermo or veto facella pen and veto both pieces of legislation and show that you've grown a set.